Welcome to the Grace to Conquer show with me, your host, Kara Foote. I'm on a mission to help other women and mamas understand the difference between all the truths and lies we have been taught by the fitness industry and social media. There is so much info out there and so many different options, companies, and products that it's hard to know what to listen to and who to trust. Look, I've been there and as a personal trainer in nutrition, I've also been a part of the problem. I'm so thankful God came alongside me and gave me the vision to stop what I was doing so that I could help others like you find freedom in fitness through faith and truth. Come along with me on this journey, discovering how to truly nourish and help the amazing bodies that we live in every day. Hello, mamas and fitness warriors. I am back and I have taken a few months too long, it feels like, away from podcasting. And I am back and ready to continue, not exactly where I left off, but I'm going to explain more of that as I go. And I wanted to jump in because I've had so much going on in my mind and I actually had a podcast I even had recorded for you about a month ago and something just kept holding me back from posting it. Um, I think I wanted to really have more clarity in where I wanted to go in the direction of my current life. Um, And no, nothing big is going on as far as in a negative way. Um, However, you know, I had gone back to work more because I wanted to. I didn't have to, but it was a choice I made because I just needed that for me. I needed to get away and do something mindless that I could just throw myself into that was different. Um, Sometimes I get a little... um, things get a little monotonous and, and, you know, having that extra, uh, little income for kind of play money has been nice. Um, actually mostly going towards my daughter's volleyball. Um, and then, you know, helping out with a few things around the house too, because, you know, typically speaking around the holidays is our down season with our businesses, um, the, both the (laughs) training business and then also the insurance business. Uh, people don't want to spend money on extra things because they're buying presents. People don't want to be fit because they don't want to feel guilty about all of the bad choices they're going to make. As much as I try to help people work on that, it just everybody, and I I guess not everybody, 100% of the time, but I would say at least 99% of the time, people slack off and they just disappear because again, they don't want to be held accountable for their choices. So if you watch my social media at all during the month of December, because I was still mostly keeping up with that, not as much maybe in November when I had started working this job, because <laughs> let me just tell you, I work at 2.30 in the morning, so I'm up at 1.15 in the morning, and you thought I got up early in the morning at 4.30 when I would go to the gym, used to be 3.30, so it really wasn't too crazy for me to go, okay, I could get up at 1.15, somewhere between 1.15 and 1.30. I try to get up by my second alarm so that I don't accidentally um, make it to the third alarm or sleep past that because then I'd be in trouble. And uh, it's just been a lot for me to get over that schedule, which was no excuse. So I got back into at least doing, you know, it's just little baby steps, um, incorporating more and more, uh, reaching out to people, And, you know, again, posting on social media. So if you were watching my social media, you would have seen me posting about how 
it's it's not new year new me and um it's one of the phrases I, I can't stand however that being said if you do find yourself you know because it's a new year feeling like hey I ate too much over the holidays and now I need to work on me hey I'm still here for you I'm ready to help you um I just hesitate when it comes to a person's motivation in doing it for that reason because from my firsthand experience both my own experience and that experience of being a coach is what happens oftentimes is somebody thinks that they because they ate too much now they need to go on some kind of a diet uh, or exercise plan and so I've had a couple people lately tell me hey I joined the gym and I just really need to do something because I've gained some weight especially over the holidays and I just kind of smile and nod because the thing is, is it's, it's a lot more than just going to the gym all of a sudden. And if you're suddenly choosing to do that coming January 1st or today's January 2nd, then how long is that going to last for you? Because you're not going to see results in just a week. It might have taken you a month to, to feel cruddy um, in your bad eating somewhere between you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas, where you start realizing, wow, I'm overdoing it. Maybe it was alcohol, maybe it was cookies and goodies, or just food in general, or um, too many parties or late nights or whatever the issue may have been, um, or just deciding not to go to the gym. Uh, and, and I realize it's cold, so less people go out and walk and do things like that. We typically tend to just carry more weight in the winter. And we have these you know, jackets and coats and hoodies that we all wear. So why does it matter? Because nobody sees us, right? But the problem is, is that when you start feeling bad about yourself, that is a great time to realize, hey, I need to make a change. But what are your motives for making that change? Is it because, hey, I'm feeling cruddy because I made some bad choices? I mean, if it's if it's that, unfortunately, I, I really feel like that's a temporary thing. Because overall, what what is your overall goal? Are you going to start making it a lifestyle to eat healthy all the time, not just when it feels right to you, when you're you're not feeling yucky, and and then or when you are feeling yucky, then you decide you want to eat good again, and then eventually you start slowly slacking off and slowly slacking off until you get to the point again where you say, oh, I'm going to start a diet or an exercise plan, and then you go at it really hard and then slack off and then you slack off. And and pretty soon you're in this cycle where you're just doing that constantly. You're yo-yoing. And and what you don't realize by you doing this is that you are hurting your body long-term. I mean, I'm not I'm not joking when I say this, but you are literally hurting your metabolism. You are damaging it. So then I people wonder why I talk about healing your metabolism. I was one of those people. I used to do that. I used to feel yucky and then I would hit the gym real hard and um or maybe I was going through some life event and I lost a bunch of weight cuz I really wasn't eating very much and it was hitting the gym hard, throwing all my feelings into the gym and then I would be in a new relationship or something and I would be happy and I would eat and then I'd get busy because I was spending time with a new person and then I wouldn't go to the gym and then I gained weight back and because they met me at that smaller weight, they of course weren't going to say anything, right? Even though I was gaining weight, it was a cycle and I recognized it and said, I need to change this. Um, Who I am needs to change and who I am is someone who is healthy 
And I had to make that conscientious choice to say, I'm a healthy person and I'm going to choose to make this a priority in my life. And on the very few times that I'm I'm not going to be as healthy, it's because I'm choosing to do so as part of my lifestyle. So I don't like eat really healthy Monday through Friday and then binge on the weekends. No, I understand that if I'm being healthy, part of being healthy is, hey, I can have a hamburger here and there. It's not going to kill me. Um, I don't try to have certain things because of my celiac and because also um, I'm just, I'm really sensitive to inflammation. So if I can avoid things like French fries that are deep fried, you know, honestly, the potatoes and the French fries themselves are not even as bad for you as you think. What's so bad is them being fried in the oil that's been used over and over again because it is so toxic and inflammatory. Um, that's what's hurting you more than the actual French fries themselves. So if you were to take absolutely fresh oil, it wouldn't even, it's still inflammatory, but it wouldn't be as bad as the old oil that's been sitting there and the oil that's been reheated and reheated and sat there and then reheated and then reheated. And by then it's just, it's just a nightmare for your body, especially if you're um, sensitive to, you know, inflammatory type foods like I am. And so knowing these kind of things makes a big difference, but also it's not just hurting like your metabolism, it's also hurting your hormones. And you'll hear women eventually, hopefully, talk about um, getting your hormones checked. Low estrogen, low testosterone, those are just some of the things that can happen from dieting and extreme exercise and from yo-yoing, not just being consistent. And when I'm saying being consistent, trying to be more balanced. It doesn't mean you go to the gym every day. It doesn't mean you even go five days a week. Maybe go three days a week. Maybe do like resistance training three days a week and maybe two other days you're walking outside and it doesn't have to be super long and strenuous. You don't have to go running. In fact, I discourage people from going running unless they're trying to you know, go towards a marathon or something because a lot of women think I'm going to go do a whole bunch of cardio and I'm going to lose all of this weight that I just packed on over the holidays and what they don't realize is um, they're going to lose muscle. They're going to lose a lot of their bone density, um, the calcium in their bones. They're, your body is going to pull from that because running is going to be very high impact and it's going to be hard for you. So so all of those things are considered kind of extreme. And doing a whole bunch of cardio is not necessarily going to help you get what you want, what you, you think you want just to lose weight. But what happens is, is when you just lose weight on the scale, you're going to look in the mirror and you're going to be like, oh, I'm just a smaller version of myself. And a lot of times it's not like when we lose weight, it's not like it loses from the places that we want it to necessarily lose from. I don't know if you're like me, but there have been times where I lost weight and I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh, well, I lost it from everywhere I wanted, didn't want to lose weight. And I did not lose it from my stomach, where most of us want to lose weight is from our stomach. And it seems like it's so easy to gain weight there, at least for some of us, and put it on, especially as we get older. Things like cortisol and our hormones will affect that, as well as things like insulin resistance. It doesn't mean you have to be diabetic to be carb sensitive or have some kind of insulin resistance. Um, and that can be a precursor to diabetes, but not necessarily. It could just mean um, you're very carb sensitive and it's going to be really hard for you to lose weight around your midsection. And so for me, it's, it's really hard for me to gain it in my booty. 
Um, I gain in my boobs, no problem. But I will lose it in my boobs and my butt very quickly. It's very annoying. Um, it didn't used to be that way as far as my boobs go. And I have to really, have to really work on my breasts because I do a lot of chest workouts and I do have to do a lot because I was naturally given larger than maybe normal size ones. And after so many babies, they, you know, gravity and age and if you lose weight, you get the picture. They're not so perky anymore. So I do a lot to work on that and maintain the muscle because that keeps everything fuller. So I have to do the same thing with my butt if I want to have some kind of shape to it. Sorry if you're a guy and you're listening, but this is just how it goes for us women as we get older. Some women are blessed with that and I'm not. And so I actually have to work. I I was blessed with a, a flat booty and I actually had really tiny legs and thighs. And if you've ever seen my pictures, you'll realize I have have um, fairly decent, I have a, a decent amount of muscle. Um, and thankfully, it is just real solid muscle um, on both my glutes and as well as my quads. And I've, it's taken a long time to build that up. And it's not something you can just do quickly in, in the matter of months. Um, it's been years and years of working on it and being consistent. That doesn't mean I've been going to the gym every day. It means I go to the gym and maybe at least once a week, I do a good solid leg workout. Once a week, I do a good solid upper body workout. Once a week, I do something else that's usually upper body or core, um, or maybe I do some kind of a hit training workout. You don't have to be like, oh, I'm just going to do biceps this day. And then the next day I'm going to do chest and the next day I'm going to do back. Now I do sometimes do those. um, But for the most part, that's not what I do, especially if I'm trying to maintain. Um, And so unless I have a specific goal in mind where I'm trying to hit specific um, muscle group, and it also depends on the time that I have and the time I have available, but I'm able to get in and out of the gym quickly, 30 to 45 minutes even if I'm only going in three times a week, but you know, how active is your lifestyle? So, um, resting is also really important. And when you're resting, you shouldn't be at home just binging on all the food. Resting means maybe you're going to do more for your soul. You're going to read more. Um, maybe you're going to meditate or pray or, um, some, some people like to fast, um, fasting doesn't work super great for me. Um, but you know, things like that, and I wouldn't recommend every day off doing that, but there are other things you can do to try to divert your time and energy when you're not going to the gym. So I actually have to purpose to spend more time in my bed instead of getting up and going to the gym on my rest date so that I don't, I'm not like going down to the kitchen early because of course I'm going to inevitably be hungry and start eating earlier than I normally would. And then it means I'm going to eat more on my rest days. So anyway, I feel like I'm starting to ramble, but you get my point hopefully is that we get in these cycles of trying to lose what we gained. And I just want you to question that motive and really think about why you're wanting to do what you're doing when you're faced with the decision of going back to the gym, starting a diet, starting to do something different, all because you made some bad choices over the holidays or you just didn't have the discipline to say no. And I'm not meaning to be harsh. Um, I said yes to a lot of things, but I also said no to a lot. I limited myself. And like this year, usually we make several pans of what we call Hello Dolly. It's like a five layer bar type thing. It's been that family recipe has been in my family for many years and my kids love it. Last year we made three pans of it, like eight by 
whatever that size is, 12 or whatever pants, the large pants, <laughs> three of them. And I would like to say that I wasn't part of that, but I definitely was because I love them. And when we eat something that triggers like, you know, happy memories for us and happy feelings, then we're going to be more likely to eat those things. So it's it's no wonder that when we make those traditional foods that our families made, it's no wonder we like to eat those more during the holidays. So I'm not telling you that you shouldn't do that. Um, I had a lot of those different foods and then I just had to put them away and say no. And unfortunately, we kept them around a lot longer because usually as soon as Christmas is done, we throw them away. Like I will literally throw them away. It pains me to do so. And sometimes I'm like stuffing things in my mouth as I'm throwing them away. hate to confess that I'm doing, I do that. Um, I actually did do that this morning when I was throwing away Christmas cookies. I stuffed one in my mouth and I was like, oh, sad to see them go. It's like all that hard work and the baking and they taste so delicious. But I'm not a huge fan of sugar cookies, but it's just, I don't, I don't know. It's something about the idea of eating that sugar cookie. Um, but we had to keep them around a little bit longer because my daughter got stuck in, uh, where her aunt was because of how, uh, Southwest had closed, you know, they had canceled so many flights. She actually for a whole week was an extra week was stuck there um, with her aunt. So she missed Christmas with us. And of course I couldn't bring that back per se, but I kept around the goodies after Christmas till she got back. And today I was like, eh, we're done. Like you got to eat what you want, but like it's the rest is, is going in the trash. And so the things that I saved out for her, she had them by today. And if not, they got thrown in the trash. And I went to the grocery store and I got my stuff and I made my plan yesterday. I worked on a vision board. I have talked about having a vision board and a theme for your year and years past. Um, So I worked on those yesterday. And then today, um, because I knew I had today off from work, I had gone to the grocery store. I got lots of lean protein and veggies and I started meal prepping and I didn't get enough done because, you know, there's just a lot of other schedule things going on right now, but I'm going to finish that tomorrow after I'm done with work and then um, I should be good to go for the rest of the week. And it's something that I've got to get back into the routine of doing because unfortunately I did slack off not, it wasn't the holiday so much as just working plus the holidays I had even procrastinated on wrapping the kids presents till literally they were pretty much like at the house so when my older two the college age ones came over I had wrapped their presents right before they came over (laughs) then they came over Christmas Eve and then the rest of the kids were coming since my daughter was stuck elsewhere. Um, the rest of the kids came over on Christmas morning. So I literally was wrapping their presents early Christmas morning after going to the gym. And then the other one, I didn't wrap her presents till she like right before she was came back. <laughs> because I usually take the time to do that. And it's just... I've been going to sleep by like 7.30 in the evening and usually my evenings are where I would get that type of stuff done because I have a little more time to maybe even, if I'm not spending time with the family, to do something myself, maybe reading or catching up on some cleaning or especially my bedroom or like I said, uh, working on wrapping presents and things like that. And because I was going to sleep so much earlier than I was used to, somewhere between 6.30 and 7.30 to make sure I was getting up on time for work and it was our busy season, um, <laughs> then I, like I said, I was just slacking on so many things. And I said to myself, 
this weekend, this has been unacceptable. And um, I was really beating myself up actually for probably like the last week. Like, this is unacceptable that I fell away from doing the list that I normally do day in and day out. And I have been pretty good in some areas, but not in every area. And to me, that's unacceptable. Um, the person that I am, the person that I aspire to be is not a person that would have stopped doing that no matter what. And that sounds harsh. People say, give yourself grace and let yourself rest. And I did. I needed I needed mentally to take the time away, but now it's go time. It's time for me to go ahead and keep pushing. And so again, when we make a vision board, um, I'm just going to talk about vision boards for a second if you're not familiar with what they are. A vision board is something that helps you um, you know, when you could be meditating. Some people call it manifestation or whatever. Um, some people just call it having goals. Um, what my family and I do is we cut out things, um, words, um, inspirational things. Sometimes we cut out pictures of something tangible, like I want a new refrigerator this year. It's a goal for me. So I'm putting it on there. Um, and then, you know, I usually put words um, of encouragement on there, but there are things like um, that I put on mine this year, like, uh, taking time for myself. Um, because that's something I, I struggle with a lot of times I throw myself into doing things for everybody else, my family, my kids, my husband work and clients. And then, um, it's just go, go, go. And I have, you know, my own coach that I, I go through and he reminds me, don't forget to take time for yourself every day, at least 10 to 15 minutes, because I tend to not do that. That does not mean driving and listening to something. That does not mean, I mean, if you're driving on your way to somewhere, that is, it doesn't mean taking a shower. Um, It could be taking a bath, um, getting, if that's something that you can do to get away, that's your you time. Um, during the summer, it's so much easier because I will go outside and sit in the sun, literally soaking up the sun and read. And that is my me time. I recharge that way. Um, or I garden or I do something that I really enjoy. Um, and I can't really do that lately with my art stuff because it's just been in an area where uh, all the kids are constantly. And for some reason, um, some of the kids have just, they're very attached and they... Um, don't really give me that space very much. (laughs) And so I have a hard time doing that. And also I have like a couple of little projects that are just kind of all over the place there. So um, I have been avoiding that. That hasn't been giving me peace lately. And so you want to find something that is, gives you peace. So anyway, going back to the vision boards, a vision board can be used in many different aspects and for different reasons. Most commonly, I would say would be for uh, someone looking to achieve something or maybe gain something. People use it for, like I said earlier, um, meditation, visualization, manifestation. And it's hard because as I was raised as a, a Christian, I still am a Christian, and a lot of people in different um churches and whatnot would say that that sort of thing is wrong and it's more new age. However, if you look through the Bible, you'll see that there's a lot to be said about doing that. We are supposed to keep our eyes on um, and, and think about what is good and pure. And we are always supposed to be growing. We're not supposed to be complacent. There's the story um, of the talents where somebody was given something and they squandered it. And the person that did not, uh, the person that then 
uh, went on and used them and multiplied them is, you know, the person that was actually favored. Um, so there's a lot to be said about vision boards. And for me, I like to use my vision board. Uh, I'd like to put a lot of words on my vision board. For me, it's more of an inspiration. And so I will put my theme for my year on there. So living my life in alignment, I will have that on there. And then I will put things that um, remind me or inspire me to do things that help me achieve those goals and be in alignment. Uh, one of the things that I have, and, and I'm going to break them down um, every month and every monthly one will be on my vision board. And it's something that I'm going to be practicing um, to build a habit. And for me to see that every day, um, of course, you want to have your vision board somewhere where you can see it, uh, is going to be a huge thing for me, a huge reminder, um, because I do tend to be kind of forgetful, even things like um, you know, spending time um, alone, doing something for myself um, for like 10 minutes. And that is really important for us as moms because we tend to forget to do that. Honestly, it sounds stupid. Um, and I'm not talking, like I said, about, you know, driving the car, or things like that. Um, you know, things like that are going to be on the vision board. So with your vision board, you want to have that uh, done and ready to go. And I like to also have it where now I can have, um, I, mine is really cute. Um, so it's not just like an ugly bulletin board because I want it to be kind of something that would look nice, um, aesthetic for my own decor. Um, even though I don't have it in necessarily my bedroom, I'll have it usually in my closet or most recently I had had it in my podcast area, but I never seem to use that area for my podcast. So I don't see it very often. So this year it's in my closet where I go every single day and I can see it and look at it. And with that being said, um, I use um, cute little tacks, like little wooden tacks, uh, to tack the things in there instead of what I used to do, which was gluing them on. And I would glue them on to something. Sometimes I did a canvas that I had painted. And it was very cute, but then, um, you know, you couldn't change it out. And so what my husband and I like to do is if, you know, maybe not for the words of inspiration and things like that, but if there is something tangible that, or maybe there's like a position you're trying to achieve, uh, maybe something at work or a raise or something, if you're going to have that on there, it's something that when you get that, you can take it off and put something else there. So, you know, if I'm trying to be, you know, an athlete with first form, then I'm going to have that on there. And when I do get that, I'm going to be able to remove that. So there's certain things like that, that you want to have on your vision board, things that uh, when you're visualizing and visualizing comes into play when you are um, literally imagining and visualizing that you are there, that like if I was saying I wanted to be a first form athlete, for example, that I am visualizing myself accepting that uh, role and that award and um, how excited I would be if I got that, if I achieved that. Um, that was I use that example because that was something that I used to really, really want. Um, it is still something that I want, but I realize now, unlike what I realized many years ago, <laughs> was that I would have to work really, really hard for it. And it wouldn't be a matter of if I get it, it's a matter of when. Um, will I ever feel like I've achieved like this great athlete status? No, I'm in my 40s. But do I think that um, I could do that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's not this like end all be all thing like it was once upon a time. So having that on my vision board is something I haven't done, even though I've wanted that for years. And so me putting something like that on my vision board is huge. 
and I will remove it when I get there and then I will set a new goal. And so, um, like I said, vision boards can be very useful. You want to be able to make use of them. You don't want to, you don't want it to be something that you do every month. It's just going to be a lot of work. And I'm just telling you, um, if you can find a way, like, like I said, using a bulletin board and little thumbtacks to tack them down is a great way to do it. And my old one, actually, the way I glued it with like just a little glue stick, you could actually pull the words off and re-glue something else on there. But over time, it got, you know, kind of worn down and didn't look as great. So um, I like that we're doing it this way now and it's it's going to be able to just keep being used over and over again. So my husband didn't have to like completely do a whole new one every single year because he's been changing it as he goes. So that's a great idea. If you're wanting to do something monthly to help yourself set some goals, I would challenge you with your habits to choose one thing per month this year that you're going to do. Start now. I realize we're already a third of the way into January um, by the time you're hearing this because I had to do some editing and I (laughs) came back to it a little bit late. But go in there and choose something that you're going to do for the next 20 days. And then every month do the same thing. Choose a new habit, something that you can build off each other. And don't, don't just stop doing whatever you know, it was the month before. Continue to do that and add and build to it so that by the end of the year, you've built into yourself 12 more quality habits that are helping propel you forward, helping you be a better person, helping you serve uh, people better, helping you fulfill your purpose better. Maybe it's helping you be a better mom. Maybe it's helping you be a better wife. Whatever the case may be, there are habits that you know that you can improve on every single day. Maybe it's making your bed every day. That seems really trivial, but doing something like that can set you up for success because it's something small. It's totally doable. And when you know you can do it, your brain will go, aha, we did it. Now we can move on to the next thing. And you'll keep doing that. And you'll keep doing that. Write it down if you need to and check it off. Make, you know, it's checklists are great for some people. There's nothing wrong with doing that. Nobody's saying you can't do that. So continue to do that. And then, like I said, have uh, your overall goals for the year. Um, Set some ideas aside that you want. Put those on a vision board and let's go ahead and chase after that. And I can't wait to talk to you guys soon. And I'll be back um, in the next couple of days and start being at it again. Sorry, I've been gone for so long, but. You can't get rid of me yet.